Candace and Ariel are not final girls. Candace is second to last at best. And Ariel is probably the killer. This podcast is intended for ghouls, haters, and Wikipedia summary readers. Listen on at your own risk. Welcome to our twisted mind. If it's not a good look, why do I wear it so well? Pardon me, I missed a your pretty face for someone else, but you just have to do because you see it's getting late. everybody from a land of chaos this is not your final girl i am candace your host and ariel is here with me your co-host and your best friend and we are here today with (laughs) wimoto naoka who is the co-founder of dusky projects and also the host of the podcast black women are scary thanks for hanging out wimoto yeah, thank you for, for having being me. Here. I'm very excited. Yeah. It's always exciting to talk to new people besides like the ones in my pod. It's very like, <laughs> yes, very <Yeah>. thrilling. It's <laughs> true. Like, You've gotten to extend human. your pod by being on a pod, which I know. is great. <laughs> so like any pod extensions are welcome. Yeah. So I, I pre- love I it. I appreciate the invitation. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> so you have... A podcast which features short horror stories by mm-hmm. by POC authors, and it's also kind of, it's fun, like, got some kind of, like, radio drama stuff going on, which yeah, is something yeah. I love mm-hmm. very much. Same. Have you always been into radio drama? So, I've always been into sound. I have a background in music. I actually got my BFA in musical theater, so... Any kind of composition, I know. It's like, I sing, I actually sing show tunes. Like, that was the thing Amazing. I did. Amazing. Yeah, so, <laughs> okay. or sang, I should say. Um, so, anyway, it's sound related, and I experimented with, like, some sound design for a while. So, I was, you know, moved away from, from strict music theater work into doing, like, other, like, supporting work around folks that do different sort of immersive storytelling. Um you know, for a while, I was just like, I'm gonna be a musician, and I was doing that, and like making music. So, I, sound is like played a part in my life, and like how it can be used to tell a story, where, however you're using it at the time. But radio plays, in particular, radio dramas, it's like one of those things where it's like I always loved listening to people who tell story like, but I never thought of myself as like I'm gonna do that one day, or I should try <laughs> that. Until you know, this pandemic happened, and I was like, well, I want to keep telling stories. And I love music and sound. What about this? <laughs> you know, <laughs> kind of like happened. Also, just a huge, you know, fan of LeVar Burton Reads. And I don't know if you listen to that podcast, but yes. he definitely like this is an homage to, <laughs> to that. Like I was like, this thing that he's doing here is something like this. Only maybe it's not the same person every time. And it's like different story. But, you know, like it's kind of iterative of that of that podcast and just reading Rainbow, people like having somebody read a story to you, which I think is like the best. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can totally see that, too. Yeah, it brings back, like, fond memories. I don't have any bad memories of somebody reading a story to me. So <laughs> yeah. there's no traumatic experiences around that. <laughs> yeah, all good. Ariel and I both work in libraries, so we yeah. have read stories to lots of people. Oh, my yes. God, libraries. Oh. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and it was something I totally didn't realize how many, like, how many people, like, I, I, I always kind of thought, like, well, I only have older kids, like, teenagers here today. They're not going to want to hear a story. Yes, they do. They do want to hear a story. Yeah, Everybody does. Do. Yeah. Before all this shut down, a friend of mine who listens to another podcast called Small Town Murder, she's, like, a huge fan of true crime things. Anyhow, mm-hmm. because she's a huge fan, we were hanging out with her in D.C., and she got tickets to go to a live, the live recording. You know how podcasts will do these things. Mm-hmm. And... I was like, okay, I don't really know what this means. I don't know what a really like a live recording. I don't know what to expect. So we go and the line is wrapped around the block. Like it's a rock concert. And I was like, (laughs) for a podcast? Yo, what is going on? And so then we went in, the whole place is packed and these guys come out and they do their thing that they do. You know, they have, they have their like set culture call and response and all the stuff. And yeah. they had some projections to the, you know, pictures of things. and But they're really just sitting behind a table with their microphones, just like talking. Yeah. And I was like, people stood in a line for this. Yeah. <laughs> like this guy, they're not doing like stand up comedy per se. Right. You know, like it's not a, and it's not a concert. Like, and they're not, nobody's dancing. Like none of that is happening. And I'm like, man, people gathered just to have somebody tell them a good story. They've. They really like, do. It is very funny. Paid money to have yeah. somebody just sit in front of them and tell them a good story. And I yeah. was like, I went to yeah. I went to a live supreme. recording also with a friend, but it is a podcast that I like to like a and D podcast, mm. whatever recording. I mean, it was the, the Adventure Zone. It was like probably the most popular one, I assume, mm. but maybe not the most popular one. Don't come at me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah it was crazy people came dressed up like people were like cosplaying and shit like and it is yeah, super yeah. funny when you like get in and you're like this is just some dudes talking into mics like yeah i want to see it around yeah i i used to do a program at the library uh called dark dial haunted radio hour because i i love radio drama and the mm. stories but what I didn't even like it wasn't even anything new. We just played old radio dramas. So oh, wow. They're all on internet archive or YouTube, like they're everywhere online. And so I mostly did horror, like a couple sci fi or like, you know, kind of branched out sometimes, but I tried it one October because I thought it'd be fun for Halloween and we did War of the Worlds obviously at the end of the month and I thought no one would give a shit. I was like, this is stupid. Like, I would like this, but probably no one else will. Mm. And people loved it. Like, people came. Like, it's hard to get adults in the library, especially for programs. I'd get, like, 30 people each time, which, like, a was lot. a big deal. Like, yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah. It was a big deal. And, and I mean, I wouldn't just, like, set up a shitty recording and leave. Like, I'd put, can- like, fake candles and shit and, like, yeah. drape weird things and put a skeleton in the corner. Like, you know, I kind of, like, dressed it up, like, theatrically. But I still, I did not think, like, people came just on the idea. They're like, haunted radio? What is that? And they would just come. Yeah, it's amazing. That, to me, like, I think when I went to that, and that wasn't even a podcast that I was, like, listening to actively or anything it's like through my friend you know but just Mm -hmm. witnessing that i was like man this will always matter 
story, sitting down and telling somebody a story is always going to be like, I think it, it's just like a version of us around the campfire doing this, right? Yeah. So it's like you dress it up with this technology, but it's like that pra- that human practice is like, ne- mm-hmm. it's never going to leave our bodies. We're always going to figure out a way to do it, whether it's like through podcasting or like in the future when we're all like showing up there, our holograph- holographic selves are being beamed there, but we're still going to just be sitting around listening to somebody tell us a very good story, like no matter yeah. what it is. Absolutely. <laughs> At the end of the day. So... So where do you yeah. find stories? Do people submit? Do you go looking for them? Yeah, in the beginning, like when we first, you know, we're not, we haven't been on for very long. So, but definitely in the beginning, we were like, submit. You, we sent out calls and stuff. And that just was hard. We're a very small, it's just me and another person, Kinetis Garcia, who's mm-hmm. my co-producer and director. Um, so that's a difficult thing to do when you don't have like a whole like staff of people to really push that, put out the calls, get people to submit blah 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 Mm -hmm. so we did that for about as long as we could and then we started reaching out to independent publishers and going about it that way so kind of having a partnership with the publishers and being like hey we want to tell stories we want to tell stories of the authors that you are you know obviously invested in and promoting you know can you set up a meeting with us or give them the information or can you recommend or you know that kind of thing so because they're kind of gatekeepers of that and they have a invested interest in it because obviously it's like yeah and we'll tell people to like go buy this book your book because we just yeah. finished this story yeah so that's kind of how we've gone about it now and then we've been able to we've been able to like access get gain access to two authors and two stories in this way um through these publishers so it's kind of great because it's like we can really support a whole ecosystem which I dig. And, uh, you know, I really wanted the podcast to be like a hub for, mm-hmm. I want to find new authors and new books to read. Where can I get like a taste of that? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And so. I mean, hearing a story read aloud is a whole different experience of it than like reading it. So that's kind of fun mm-hmm. that you can have yeah. that. Yeah. It's also nice to be able to produce, you know, because I screenwrite and, I, I, and I, I'm a screenwriter. I screenwrite. I write screenplays and, and plays. And uh-huh. that's like, because I'm coming from a theater background and it's like, it's just so much easier to produce things when you just have to like collaborate with a sound designer rather than figuring out how you're going to mount this play or shoot this film. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. So like, there's also <laughs> nice, it's also nice to just get, be able to support people's work and make people's work and do it cheaply for lack of a better word, like in an affordable way and still have mm-hmm. it be equally as effective as if. I did shoot it or I did like mount it. Um, getting support to put on a play is just such an upheaval. It's so, it's just oh, like yeah. so hard. It's so much work. I'm not saying it, I didn't, I don't love it, but like it's exhausting. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have to rehearse. Just yeah. The space, the, what's the set, the material for the, like all the things. And like that's not even as expensive or as hard as putting a film together like that's like Mm -hmm. so many moving parts whereas this is like us you know the actor and the sound designer it's like four people (laughs) it's right it's such a great experience to just be able to come together and tell this story but tell it for so many people 
Um, and I don't necessarily have to think like, how am I going to get like people to, in the seats or how am I going to get this screened and blah, blah, blah festivals. Like I don't really have to do that. So it's a very direct way to reach people. Yeah. I'm all about cheap and simple forms of creative activity. Yeah. 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 I was thinking about your podcast more from the mind, like, from the perspective of ours so it seemed immensely hard that's true like oh my god we're like we just like chat and then we record it and then i i take out some of like the ums and and sometimes when we get off track or whatever like one of us is like i gotta pee or something (laughs) like that's all i do (laughs) but if you consider it from perspective of film or theater yes it is easier for sure yeah it's like a scaled down version of these mm-hmm. things um but i also just think that there's a lot to explore in sound and telling telling stories through sound especially like some of the designers i know that deal with like that spatial sound where you can do the special headphones where you can make things sound yeah. like, all, like 4d it's like you can yeah. really get into it if you want to so oh like, yeah it's very immersive um which i think you know is why people love podcasts because you just feel right there and like they're talking to you yeah i'm such a sucker for that too I mean, mm-hmm. that like, yeah, that radio drama style where something happens and you're like, here are some footsteps or like, there's mm-hmm. like one of yours that has like a, like a, I think it's like the first episode actually, where it has like a weird little like gurgly voice happening. It's so creepy. Oh yeah. Her other like voice inside of her. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. she's uh, eating her sister. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, love some cannibalism. We've talked oh, we've yes. talked about cannibalism so much. Recently. So much. That's all I do. It's fine. It's fine. I'm <laughs> sure it's normal. Yeah. Well, we will talk about our we'll talk about our movies or um our show and a movie, which is a combination I'm obsessed with. Um mm, yes. that's always my that's always been like my dad's like double feature style. Like we oh, I've yeah? definitely watched a lot of movies with my dad and he's like a let's watch this episode of this show and then we'll get into our main feature, which Okay. Um, I love that. Yeah, so I love that you did that. Um we will go into that, but first I have to ask, um, what is your first horror related memory? Yeah, so I have a question about the question. Is it the first horror movie I watched or the first time I was scared? It can be the first... What I tend to see it as is the first time you got scared and it, like, grabbed you, like, something fascinated you about, like, horror. Like, Mm. um, one of mine that I said was, like, going on a haunted hayride when I was a kid Mm. and I was terrified. Okay, yeah, then... So when I was three years old... I was in this office building with my parents and we were moving something from one floor to the next. And I don't remember the specifics. I just remember we were in an office building loading something out or loading something in. And I was very excited about being involved and helping. I probably carried like pencils or something small because I was three, (laughs) you know, but they gave me a little task like you're helping us do this thing. And I was very excited about that. And I was going in and out of the elevator with my parents, right? Like, we would go mm-hmm. do the thing. We, they would hit the buttons. We would go to the other spot. We would load up. We'd go back in, go back down, right? It's this was happening. And then I, w- I was very enthusiastic, so I went ahead. I went into the elevator before anybody else with whatever the heck it was I was carrying. And the elevator door is closed. 
And for what felt like a very, very long time, I was alone in the elevator, not knowing like what was going to happen to me or where I was going to be taken, where I would be spit out, out, you know, like where I would end up and how I was going to get back to my family. Mm -hmm. And so I remember standing there freaking out. I could hear them on the other side of the door, like, we wanted it. And I was like, oh my God. And I remember pro like doing like some three-year-old problem solving of like how I'm going to find them again and be reunited. And then I just remember looking up at the lights and like, I had no, I had no notion of prayer. So, but I remember looking up at the lights and like wishing really hard that everything would work out and I would be able to see my parents again. Like, consolidating all of my like wishing and hoping mm-hmm. um okay, and then the doors magic. opened mm-hmm. and then my parents were uh, i mean i hadn't gone anywhere because i didn't push the button so like <laughs> yeah yeah this is, i'm trying to think closed. of like did i know how an elevator worked when i was three years old i'm not sure I'm, like yeah, the, like i did like i don't I, know where so, the development know, is there yeah right it was like the doors closed and you think oh the, the, this thing is gonna take me somewhere like you understood yeah. that you know you don't know that like actually yeah. i have to do the thing and then it has to move and i thought it was moving <laughs> but obviously it wasn't because it just opened back up onto the same damn floor like <laughs> like my parent my parents were there and they were like hey and i just and i remember the way that looks i remember like the doors like revealing my family being like ah and i was like so <laughs> so relieved and so happy to be reunited and I like ran out and it was all of the it was very epic um in retrospect I imagine that I was probably only in that elevator for probably like like <laughs> 10 seconds like how long does an elevator door close and yeah. again, not going anywhere right <laughs> yeah they just like push the butt like oh okay <laughs> come yeah, back yeah, yeah. Like, okay there she is but it's funny because, you know, my mom even remembers that. And she'll be like, do you remember? I'm like, yes. And she's, they actually did kind of freak out. Yeah, Aww. I bet. They were Aww. actually kind of like, oh, shit, is the elevator going to leave? Like, we got to like, you know what I mean? They were, they were a little worried. So yeah, everybody kind of remembers that. <laughs> that huh, so it's formative for everyone, not yeah. just for you, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I read. Oh, you go. No, I mean, well, it's just, so I thought when you're with, with your question, that's why I asked, because I was like, well, if she means the first horror movie, then that's another conversation. But if she means like the first time that I remember mm-hmm. being genuinely afraid, it's this. And then I kind of started thinking about it and I'm like, yeah, the stories that I tell, like that I write or that, you know, I'm excited about often involve like a young girl being swept away or the protagonist is swept away and like dumped somewhere and has to get back to the people that she loves. And you don't like that's the adventure. Yeah, that's that's like the setup for like everything, isn't it? Okay. (laughs) Yeah, totally. That little like three seconds or four, you know, seconds that I did that. I'm like, oh, that is a story. That's like how you start a lot of stories. Yeah. Well, I I feel I've been reading a lot of creepypasta lately and I that sounds like like your the start sounded like a creepypasta, except in the creepypasta, it would be that you got reunited with your family and then things were off. So it was yeah. like some alternate universe. Right, right, right. Other family. Yeah, <laughs> But yeah. yeah, totally. Or the thing opens up again and it's like a different year. Or like, you know, like yeah. that's like the setup for like yes. anything, right? <laughs> the yeah. elevator closes and like some weird happens and then <laughs> bleh. Um, yeah, there is definitely something about like the closing of the doors and you're like, it, like the sensory deprivation and then it opens again all of a sudden and you're in a different place. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah Very yeah, Tower absolutely. of Terror. Elevators are fucking scary, dude. Yeah, just like objectively. Hmm. Yeah, when they don't really work right or... You know, like, it doesn't matter what age you are. If you're in an elevator and it's, like, making funky noises, you're like, oh, this isn't good. Yeah. Immediately. This is it. (laughs) Uh, Not good at all. Especially the old ones. I don't know if you've got this out in Bakersfield, but these, like, the ones that still have the, like... The cage? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, that stuff. Yeah, we sure do. And, like, the lever where, like, an operator used to be. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. why is this thing still... In ex- this is a vintage experience. I don't know what. <laughs> like, you need to upgrade this elevator. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna. It's only a matter of time before somebody dies in it. Like, yeah, yes. yeah. We so have a I, we have an elevator like that at um at the library where I work. It, it like goes down to the basement and oh great. Somebody oh, has right. to like take Creepy it. Cage to, elevator down. Yeah, to somebody the has to like take it to go down and like get books out of like a dusty like old <laughs> memorial collection. Like you know sometimes. Do you have a rare like book running. section? Do you have a rare books section in your in your libraries? We in don't the basement. really. What? Oh wait, no. It's in the, actually in local history room. There's like an archive, so it's not accessible oh, to the public right. except okay. by like special appointment. So we actually do. Yeah, yeah. I love those. In here in Philly, they have that. Like the library is pretty huge. The main library is pretty huge, and uh-huh. I fell. I one time. I love libraries, so one time when I was there, one of the many times I was, like, just hanging out in the library, um, I wanted to see a book, and they were like, oh, that's in the rare books section, and I was like, what's that? And I had to, like, get in mm-hmm. one of these elevators and go up to, like, a floor that I didn't even know, hey, like, I'm like, nobody comes up here, and it's, like, super quiet, and, like, it was, like, very, like, hollowed, you know, like, high ceilings and all these things, and it was, like, a special room with, like, dim light, and it's, like, you can only look at it under this lamp on this, like, cush plush thing because it's like so yeah, delicate like, and i was it like for you you have to wear gloves yeah yeah, yeah it was like a love whole thing. that and i was like whoa oh this is this inexperience you can have i so want to know what's in this like i was like looking around in all the glass cases like what are these valuable books that are like you can't breathe on them without being supervised this is amazing <laughs> That is that, that has to be like probably my main motivation for like ever thinking about getting like a master's degree in library science is like I want to be the keeper of the room yeah. full of rare books. Yeah. It's very yeah, like magical. An archivist. Yeah. It's yeah. very yeah. like Archives. the librarian Noah Wiley like you're that person who's going to find the magical cave of whatever because you read out of the book of blah blah blah. Yeah. Like you found some like archive in the tr- it was like Thoreau's trash and no one knew and you're like oh my god yeah, yeah. you read yeah. from it and a portal opens up and you're like what <laughs> yes yes exactly yeah I would dress That's every it. day like Rachel Weiss and the mummy just in case <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah for sure yeah it's what we're all well. hoping for that's like the That's job what I we're miss. all hoping for yeah, all I miss hoping. going into a library and like seeing that shit. I mean, obviously not the portal, but like but the opportunity miss- that you yes, the yeah. <laughs> exactly. I know. I was thinking about it, and I'm like picturing everybody like wearing masks because that's just been my life for the last year. And I'm like, oh man, I used to just go into libraries. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, going- like an animal. Yeah, <laughs> like an animal, just walking into places with strangers, uncivilized. Air. God, we were like cowboys in that. Yeah, <laughs> disgusting. I can't believe I let so many people breathe in my face. Oh my God, I touched, I touched all kinds of stuff <laughs> I, without even thinking about it, and then 
I never used hand sanitizer. Like I was touching <laughs> random shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we used to, we like wipe down like all the keyboards and the mouses and stuff now. And I'm like, we should have been doing this the whole yeah, time. They're, they're like, disgusting. Maybe... <laughs> Probably. Yes. Yeah. There's certain things where you're like, we didn't, mm, there's a lot of dead skin cells on this. Maybe this should have yes. been a thing we did, yeah. but we just like didn't think no, about it. We didn't do it. We had bar peanuts. We just had bar peanuts. Oh, yeah. oh God! Right. You... We stick our hands in that. Yeah, we just did that. People wash their hands in the bathroom, so like you'd have like people not washing their hands in a bar bathroom, and then getting some peanuts, peanuts yeah. and then you're getting the peanuts, yeah. and then I, you know what? It just fine. worked out. I just didn't die from it, so I guess that's cool. I mean, hey, that's true. We're still here. It's all good. Yeah, I guess our bodies still kicking. I don't know, but I, there are definitely things now where I'm like I. That's probably never coming back. Yeah, right? Like, please do. Please, please still wash your hands after using a communal keyboard, everyone. I hope um, so. <laughs> I hope everyone already knew that, but please don't. Please don't just be free ball in the world after you touched a library keyboard. They're gross. They're disgusting. Truly. Anyway. Hmm. So. <laughs> it's a bu- this is a books podcast now. This yeah. is a books podcast. Yeah, we've gotten into libraries. <laughs> And their creepy late. elevators and special collections. So, mm-hmm. so now that's what we're doing. Mm. We'll, we'll do a library. We'll do library horror someday. There's some. Anyway, is there? Is there? Like, uh, what, there is there some that, that take place in library. Can I ask? Actually, you know what? Can I ask? What is creepy pasta? I've heard this. What is? But what is oh it exactly? Gosh. I don't know if I know oh my what gosh! What's so funny is that you're basically doing creepy pasta because they're just like short horror stories. Oh. I know. We but moto, they're... I'm gonna send you so much shit after this. You're gonna be like, please stop, Ariel. I'm gonna send you so much creepy pasta. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're just like they're like internet. I mean, they're anonymous internet short horror yeah. stories. Oh, so you don't basically the, sometimes the the, they have like a particular like tone to them a lot of the time. They tend to be like kind of uh, like realistic, like first hand account, like I can't believe this happened to me sort of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's like always like a weird, well, often a hook. Like there's some weird hook. Like there's one where he's like, my dead girlfriend keeps messaging me on Facebook. Mm. You know, so it's like kind of that like almost like soundbite clip, like a headline. And then it goes into long descriptions. And yeah, usually people claim, like, it's almost always, like, this is true. This is, like, a real thing. Mm. And then, like, Slender Man is, like, the most commonly known example of it. But there's a bunch of other stories. And they're, they're not of, I guess, if you are, like, they don't have, like, much literary merit. But they're, like, very fun. Some of them are bad, but some of them are pretty good. Most of them are terrible, but some of them are very good. Are they yeah. supposed to be a certain word count? Is it like flash fiction? Uh, no, some are pretty long. Um, they tend to not be. They, they tend to mostly not be very long. But I mean, like one of them, I can like literally one one like very dumb one. I can literally like recite by heart. It's oh, okay. like so you're with your honey and you're making out and the phone rings. You answer and the voice is, "What are you doing with my daughter?" You tell your girl and she says, my dad is dead. Then who was phone? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. That's actually so, lots of fun, though. It is. Yeah. Who was phone? Who, who was, was phone? phone? And again, that's a really great setup of like, <laughs> that makes me think of just to circle back to those shows. And I know this isn't the show that I had you watch, but <laughs> there's one show called Typewriter, which is... um. 
on Netflix. It's out of India. And uh-huh. it's like a kind of a mashup of the Goonies and Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, that sounds great. It's it was I was like this is all the things that I want right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, was, I was like yes. So you've got like the little kids that are like, and they start the ghost club, and they like they like to investigate like haunted stuff in their neighborhood, and then and then like some real like haunted shit happens in their house. But anyway, that had a great opening where the dad is like comfort like his daughter has a scare like a scary dream and he comes in to like comfort her um and you know they live in this big beautiful house and so he looks like all he she was like there's a monster here there's a monster somewhere blah blah and he's like oh so it totally like doesn't seem like it's very innocuous right it's just kind of like oh this is gonna be one of those family things um he's holding her he goes around and they look in all the places in the room where the monster would be and all of that. And then he like, he's like, see, there's no monster. And she's like, okay, blah, blah. He puts her in the bed, he texts her and she's like, we'll check under the bed. And he was like, all right, fine. And he looks under the bed and his daughter is there and she's hiding. And she says, daddy, there's someone in my bed. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I was like, this is the best way to open anything. Because then he's like, what? And then he looks up and then the kid in the bed that he's been holding that you've all fallen in love with, she's like, her whole face like kind of does this. And you're like, oh, shit. (laughs) And I was Uh, like, this is great because I anticipated that the monster would be under the bed, but actually. Oh, so good. That's what the real girl was. And I was like. Yeah, that's very creepy pasta. Yeah, right? That's what it makes me think of. So I was like, oh, I love these things. Yes. Yeah. Well, we had such a hard time. <laughs> like, you had a hard time finding stuff um, that was available <laughs> I know. for this episode. Yeah. So everything I wanted to watch was somehow behind some like weird locked room in cyberspace, and I was like, or I... or just couldn't rent, like couldn't even rent, right? The yeah. one that you, it was not even available on Amazon. Yeah, and I was like. This isn't a very old movie, so what's going on with... Yeah, now I'm wondering if this is, like, typical of your movie um, watching habits that you tend to go for stuff that's, like, obscure enough. Well, I mean, they're foreign. Like, pretty much everything is foreign, too, so um, maybe that... I think that's what happens, affects is that it. because it's foreign, it can only be available for so long, and then it just kind of stops being in circulation on, like, American platforms i think or i discovered as i was suggesting things to the two of you and was like everything i want to watch is for some reason not the clickable thing (laughs) yeah Mm. so we need to get we need to get sponsored by a vpn service like uh people on youtube or whatever (laughs) yeah i mean we could use it still but i want them to pay us money so to talk about them so (laughs) (laughs) perfect like this plan so anyway, um, despite we did find a few that we could watch um, yes. without a VPN, yeah. and I think uh, we have an episode of The Girl from Nowhere. Yes, and we have um, the 2017 movie The Villainess. Yeah. So I think do we want to do TV show first? Yeah, I feel do like Girl that's a good yeah. We'll do it like your dad does. Like yeah, Candace. we'll do. It. We have yeah. a little TV show teaser, and then we do the movie. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well. We have this, I think, this one's from 2018, The Girl From Nowhere, I mm. believe. Yeah. And it is a Thai TV show 
the, it seems like it's kind of episodic, right? Like it's um like I I was like I'm watching the second episode so that I won't be spoiled on like the rest of the series and I won't be tempted to talk about it. So um it's like it is like kind of episodic, right? It's like sort of uh like creep show of the week sort of thing yeah it yeah like. yeah it's kind of it's why i put that in there because it's like well if i have you watch the pilot does it, like that doesn't make any sense but this one you don't even really have to watch them in order there it's an anthology series so yeah yeah uh, each episode is its own it's a really like a short film yes yeah but yeah, i wanted so. to start with the second one because that is one of my favorites I, yeah. went in very, I went in completely blind. I was like, I'm not even going to read a synopsis of like what this show is. I'm just going to, here we go, episode two of a show. Yeah, I did the same thing. And like at one point, it it does a really effective job of slowly like creeping. Into, it starts with like kind of high school drama and like slowly creeps into something really sinister. Yeah. And, yeah. and it yes. turns on a heel that like, you're like, oh, oh, this is happening. But it also is very believable. Yeah, I, yeah. the fir- it's interesting because like, I've watched that whole thing and like the first episode really sets up that like Nano is somebody who brings about justice. So that's like a thing that happens in the first episode, like, and that she doesn't respond the way most like young girls do to things. Mm-hmm. But you don't necessarily know that she's supernatural after the first story. Like, she could still not be. You're just like, she seems singular. Mm-hmm. She okay. seems special. And then so the second episode is really where you're like, oh, this per- this is not, that's not even a girl. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's not a human girl. Um, okay. And then you understand, like, where the, where the stories are going. And each story is is that like you start to understand like her her whole modus operandi if you will right it's like that that statement that she has in there where she's like nano is nano and it's like that's what happens every time she shows up into people's lives and she does pretty much this and i mean i have my theories as to what i think that she really is but they like never say it they don't say no people always ask her and she's always like nano is nano okay and i really loved that um about like a young you know having a young woman in the center who's like not explaining herself to anybody or anything there's no Mm -hmm. like backstory about her power there's not anything about her yeah and she's like do you just have to take it as it is (laughs) yeah (laughs) no no is no 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 you figure there is a scene in this because she shows up to the school as like a new girl and everybody's like it like inflames like all the high school uh hierarchy mm-hmm. whatever everyone's like kind of obsessed with this girl and there's like a scene of her like standing on a street pole like dancing and every yeah. like everybody's like reactions to her like kind of floating <laughs> I by love that. Yeah. i was yes. like okay i love this <laughs> so i love good. that too it's just because it's just like her like being herself while all the haters you know what i mean yeah it's like yeah she's just living just being meanwhile nano. people are like blah 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 and i also really loved I really love what you hearing the voices of the students via um, social media, like these little like yeah. little like pop up things of like this is what's on the thread, right? Mm-hmm. And it would spend it in like in 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 a matter of seconds, it would be like she's such a slut to like why do you, why are you so jealous of her? I think she's great to like who the hell, who does she think she is? Like it would just like swing back and forth between like absolute adoration and total hate, like pressed up against each other, and I'm like. Yeah, this is how 
people talk to and about teenage girls. Yeah. yeah. It's also, yeah, she's she's very beautiful, obviously, and has the attention of the boys who kind of rule the school. And also, she just is someone who, I, I was trying to figure out, like, how to describe it, but she's kind of just someone who doesn't want anything from anyone. Mm. And, like, there's, um, there is a scene, she does, she is, like, mean to at least, like, one of the girls. Yeah, um, she is. She tells yeah. her, like, oh, it's probably good that you don't want to eat that because you're chubby. yeah. And yeah. she kind of, which she like gets upset, obviously, and and walks off. And her friend, her other friend, is like, "I think she's cute, chubby." Yeah, I don't, <laughs> like nobody is really doing. I kind of feel like the whole point. I feel you know you get the sense that she also sort of knows what she's doing. Like she is kind of like, mm-hmm. yeah, she's like here to kick up drama. She's here to test you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She's here to test you. So. Everything yeah, it's true. She and does do things that are not nice, but also for the most part, she just kind of like, she just like doesn't particularly want anything from any of these people. Like they all want stuff from yes. her. Yeah, and yes. she doesn't seem to feel responsible for their desires, and that in and mm-hmm. of itself is offensive to everybody. Yes, and it's and I think that that's totally rooted in her gender. Yes, absolutely. Like she's I... like, you don't care that I want this thing from you, and she's like, no, that's your problem. And yeah. everybody is upset and everybody wants to punish her, girls and boys. Yeah, and it, it becomes the most dangerous when the other girls turn on her. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, this is um both of both of our movies essentially. I'm just gonna call them both movies. Both of our movies have um like tension between women, like competition and mm. um mm-hmm. and drama and um like betrayal between women um and this one this one is like so palpable like you feel like when it snaps like they're being like oh well she's our friend and they kind of defend her from these boys who obviously don't have good intentions um like they're all like in love with her mm-hmm. and um they're like we'll bring her to our house so we can get her drunk and they say no at first but the boys are offering them something that they want and Nano seems not to have much, like, she doesn't necessarily care about any of that. So it, like, it kind of, like, brings it to a breaking point. Yeah, Um, like, she doesn't do anything, really, right? She just, like, smiles. People interpret it as they want to, but because she doesn't like the flowers, because she doesn't like this, because she, like, doesn't mm -hmm. have the things that the other girls think are important, she doesn't, she doesn't, you know, the jealousy kicks in. Of like, yeah. why, why does she? Why is she so confident and so comfortable in herself, and I'm not? Yeah, right? absolutely. It's like a lot of insecurity. Yeah, and so they, they punish her, and I think their complicity in what that happened that night, to me, like that's, I'm like, wow. That I just remember the first, even the first, even the second time I watched, because I watched it again after I like recommended it for you guys, and I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm really glad I went with this one because it's like it really lands when they're. When they're there, like helping helping them get her drunk, I'm like, what are they doing? This is yeah. What the hell is your problem? It's very <laughs> bad, and they like go all in. Like they just decide, like you know, well, like the boys were like offering them ticket, like backstage passes to a show, and they were like, we really want to go, and we don't get to go unless we like get it, unless we arrange for these boys to have sex with Dano. So. Yeah. So we're going to make it, this it like it escalates in like a really disturbing way. 
Yeah, yeah. You know? And there's all, but you know that it's fueled by like they also kind of want to punish her. Yeah, yeah. They definitely. That's one they accept. Is they're like, you know what? Fuck, fuck her. Never mind. I mean, it's interesting too because it's so. Like, uh, when it starts, you're like, oh, we've seen, like, a bullying narrative. We've seen, a, like, we've we've seen this, where it's like, you know, she's, when they, you're like, they're going to rape her. Like, you've all this stuff that you've seen, if you're a horror person or whatever. <laughs> and then she's so, like, blank slate, though, that it mm. almost, like, you're able to look at it in a way that you, it could be extremely upsetting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If this was, like, someone who, like, had anxieties and things like that, you could be like, oh, my God, like, this is hard to watch. It, it, it was You do dark. get the feeling that, like, she's untouchable. They're not going to be able to exactly. hurt her. And it's, it, it adds humor. Like, there's a lot of humor in this episode, in but this show. But it's very dark, right? It's like, incredibly yeah. dark. And, like, yes. And her absence, I would say, like the absence of like what you think a girl should do or how you think a girl should emotionally respond in these moments. Like what I love about this episode and then like pretty much the whole anthology series is just that it has me like really questioning that. Like, why do I mm-hmm. think that a girl should do that? Yeah. By her just like, I'm not going to do it. So yeah. like even like, <laughs> yeah. like her pretending to be passed out, waiting for this dude to, un- you know, like start to undress her and then she's like you're not gonna ask for my permission like she just (laughs) stops him in the middle of his rape (laughs) Mm -hmm. yes Mm -hmm. she's not even upset they decide well okay we can't get her to pass out she's like freaking this boy out but like you know we already decided that we're doing this and so the girls like shove the door closed and are like we're we're keeping her in there do what you need to do and she like looks at him and says like oh you're not gonna ask me anymore it's like, yeah, like she she's just like, like kind of calls it displaced, you know, from it. And like her, I love that moment. I love it when he she stops him and he's like, "What did you want?" And she's like, "I want you to ask for my permission." It's so simple, but it's like, yeah, that is in fact what an entire movement is based on. Is just I yeah. want you to ask for my permission. Simply put, calmly put to your face, <laughs> and he's yeah. like. He can't even do it. He no, can't even really can't. do it. Yeah. Well, he and when he tries, she like laughs at him. Yeah, she's like, "Is that the best you can do?" Yeah. <laughs> she she demeans and belittles him throughout the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. While he's this is a sexual assault, but she's like laughing at him in the middle. Like yeah. when she opens her mouth and starts laughing at him, I was like, "This is the most amazing thing." I, I don't. Yeah. Like, I didn't even know how to feel. I was like, "I want you to be afraid," but I'm also kind of like stunned and impressed that you're doing (laughs) yeah well and it does it kind of just force you to examine why do you expect a girl to act like this why do you expect that the next move from her not acting the way that anyone would expect her to is violence or you know or whatever i mean there's like whatever scene um Okay, so she does She does one thing that I think is objectively mean, which is she, like, tells the one girl, well, you shouldn't eat that because you're too fat. Yeah. Um, but, like, the other thing that really, like, sets it off is, like, her other friend still is really into one of these boys, which I, I think she doesn't even know. Though you probably would be able to tell from this scene, she's, like, helping him with his homework and he's being, like, you know, kind of, like, dumb and charming. And yeah. she's, you know, enjoying that he's paying attention to her because she's helping him with his homework and in the middle of it 
he and Nano start looking at each other and kind of like smiling and making googly eyes at each other. And she notices and it like obviously like fractures her self-esteem. And then she goes to the bathroom to cry, which I was like, wow, I feel like this is like such a like teenage girl mood. Like, oh my God. That, yeah. Like those, those like yeah. very fragile moments yeah. where you're like, I bought all of both. That. Like, and her friend comes in and she's like, "Why do you even like him? He's horrible." Yeah, he's and stupid. she's like, "I don't know." And it's like, "Yeah, like, why did I just let this like fucking idiot like destroy my emotions?" Yeah, but it and then like it turns right. It's like well, and then it immediately gotta, turns gotta, on like, Nano. Get, yeah, because it's like you can't actually do anything to the person who's yes. You can't do anything mm-hmm. to the patriarchy, so yes. you're just gonna like undermine and humiliate another woman like that's mm-hmm. like just in nano's like separate like she's so outside of it that you can actually just like observe the human behavior and really be like oh that's what happened there that's what we do yeah and 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 nano because she's got like no emotional investment in it she's like isn't that interesting that you guys do that to each other why is that hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it is something where, like, yeah, if someone's your friend, you kind of hopefully expect them not to flirt with someone who you're into, but also, um, it's something like, I mean, why, though? Um, but and, also, like, like, why is it immediately even... assumed that Nano's, like, on their side? It's so many things. Also, like, was Nano actually flirting with him? She, she just looked just over looking and at him. smiled. Yeah. Was yeah. she? Like, you look at it and you're like, was that even what was happening? He likes her. Nano didn't yeah. say anything about her. She never expressed any interest yeah, in he any was, of those I posts. think he was staring at her first, too, so... Yeah, yeah she just looked over so. and smiled. Big deal. Doesn't mean anything. Like, again, people were, like, mad at her because she had a pretty face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's, like, a lot of... Um, and that's, like, some of the shit talk about her that happens is them saying, like, oh, she says she doesn't like him, but she flirts with him all the time. And how many times have you heard that or people have said that about you? Where you were like, I was, all I did, I was being polite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where you've had something misinterpreted and it's like, well, obviously you should know that's how you were acting. Yeah. Or you yeah. should know that it should have been received, that it would have been received that way. Because of Yeah. Like- that's a lot of it. Is that like, you kind of like feel it, like you, it, it forces you to kind of examine your own reactions to like, well, obviously I don't think it's wrong. I don't think she deserves to be, you know, hurt for doing this, but also you have to know that that's going to happen. Yeah, and then you're like, like, wait, what? What did I just say? <laughs> like, yeah. Why, why should she know? Why, why like, did should I just... she know better? <laughs> like, should she? Is she, should she not smile at people? Like, what is she supposed to do about her face? Like, you know, like all these things. They, you know, it escalates, it escalates. She's laughing. She's laughing right up until he kills her. Yeah. And then, and that no, it happens. It escalates in, like, into murder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you think that this is it. But, like, if you look at the time, I remember, like, being like oh this must be the end of the episode but it's like the middle and i'm like so she dies and then and then this is gonna be like i know what you did last summer like what's it what's gonna happen right you don't in no way did i expect that this girl was just gonna come back and then be like great party like that's where i feel like it gets it like goes right into just like this is full-on horror she comes back and she's not even mad if anything, she seems to be happy to see them. And she's like, we should do that again. And then you're like, the, for a minute, I remember just thinking, like, is she a demon? Like, I, like, I was like, are they cursed now? Like, yeah. No, like, it, it literally is like they're cursed by their own guilt and shame over, like, what they yes. did. Yes. 
But then, yeah, and it's it's interesting because she's like, you, it's not like we've never had a supernatural character. Like I think of like Q from Star Trek mm. or like the Crypt Keeper, right? But like, imagine if like instead of that being a recurring character or a framing device, that character is like what the plot revolves around. Like that's what this does, and I had never seen that before until yeah, this. that's true. Yeah, she's not ancillary. Like it's all right. it's like every every episode every, the reason it's a new story is because Nano goes to a new place. Yeah, she she's the shit starter, but more like she just reveals mm-hmm. the shit that's already there. Yeah, she just yeah. she just um that's exactly it. So I really love the way that this the logic of this you know she comes back they're terrified they make the same mistake. Okay, <laughs> they're so fucking stupid. They yeah. make the same mistake. She just keeps coming back. <laughs> they make the same mistake. And they apologize. Like, I love that this is about... Yes! Yeah. I, I was will... crying. I was laughing. <laughs> I know, right? You're like, they're like apologizing as they're back in her head. And then she comes back to life and she's like, why do you keep saying you're sorry? <laughs> and they're like... Ah! So... <laughs> they're like so freaking good. out. And, you know, at the end, I love that, that she shows up and it's just like, oh, you're never going to get rid of her. Yeah. Because you never yes. learn. It's yes. all on you. Like, you never learn. So they're just sitting there in the classroom, like, weeping. Like, those two girls are weeping. Just like, <laughs> no, and I just, it's hilarious. But you're also like, the whole point of this is that we say these apologies. But we're, she has this line in there where it's like, when we apologize, we're actually apologizing for our next mistake. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're not going to learn, which is such a kind of mature like outlook because when it first started and we're kind of halfway through i'm like is this gonna be about like people like she's giving them a chance to change because i hate that but it wasn't it's more like revealing people suck and we actually don't learn from our mistakes and you have to just scare the shit out of them and then maybe they won't do it again it's not because they're morally better it's because they are now afraid of the consequences yeah 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 and it's pretty, dark it's very dark and to, but it's i get it i, to I agree set it with teenagers is also pretty dark because these are like your formative years and the idea is that like it should be hopeful but she's like no these mm. these particular um habits begin now yeah like this is as early yeah. as they start with children and this i love because because there's an sexual assault you know we're dealing with that with girls i love that this show is that this particular episode was about accountability yeah. Right. Like these, they didn't want to take responsibility. They didn't want to be held accountable for what they were doing. So they do this horrible thing and they say they're sorry, but it's like, but you're not holding yourself accountable. So I'll do it. Right. I'm holding you accountable. I'm just going to keep coming back and being like, are you sorry? Oh, you hit me again in the head. You're burying my body again. <laughs> she just kept showing up. I kept hitting the body and she was like, she would just be like, oh, so are we doing this next to number tomorrow night, guys? Same time? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, here we go. Murder every night. <laughs> uh, yeah. And like, uh, you know, they. I'm like, these children are going to be driven mad. Yeah. <laughs> be driven mad. Yes. Like they're stuck in the twilight zone. But it's mm-hmm. their yes. fault. I have my theory that she's, you know, every culture has a trickster spirit. Like somebody yeah. who's supposed to test us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Nano actually is. She's a trickster. Yeah, she definitely has that energy. It's true. Totally. And so you start to like, as if you watch the rest of the stories, like you understand when she shows up and she like, goes up to a person and starts to befriend them, you're like, uh oh, 
<laughs> you're like you're like you're in it now chica <laughs> like, like she's about to test you and she she always like just kind of like leaves like a really open hand like she lets you decide and it's so the whole thing it feels like a judgment on you like if you pick the gross thing it's like that wasn't me that was you i held my hand open and i mm-hmm. let you decide which way you wanted to go and she always yeah she's like kind of a dark mirror in that she just doesn't react to things like she's like a like a walking social experiment kind of like well what if i just didn't react to things the way that people normally do yeah yeah and she usually will ask a leading question like so in this one you know she's like her being like i want you to ask my permission or her telling the girls you know are you that mad at me and then asking the girl like do you want to switch places with me like these are like like leaning into their darkest desires and asking like really just asking like what is it that you want right now um, yeah. And letting people exercise their free will. Right. Uh, but, of course, she does make it very uh, tempting for them to choose the wrong thing. Yes, she does. <laughs> I feel like a lot of the times when you see this kind of person, to go back to what you were saying about, like, it's never, the show is never around that kind of character. That character is usually also not a girl. Absolutely. Yeah. That's I, true. That's very true. There are, the ones And the ones I referenced were not. We're yeah. male. We're distinctly male figures. Yeah. Distinctly male and also grown-ups. Yep. So yeah. that Nano is not human and that she's chosen a young, a teenage girl form seems intentional and that in and of itself, like, I'm like, this whole, even the form that she's taken is a critique on us. Like, she took the form that she thought would be the most, or it took the form that they thought would be the most uh, effective to tempt yes. people to do the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. Because it's not a teenage boy, and so I'm just kind of like, man. Yeah, this totally. Spirit really has got our number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like point. kind of she's deceptively vulnerable. Like she seems like she's, she seems like she would be very vulnerable, but she's actually powerful and scary and immortal. Yes. Yeah. Scary and immortal, so. Yeah. I highly Yeah, well, I'm, like, I, I'm so, I think it's fun to pick a TV show, and I'm definitely going to watch more of this one. Yeah. For sure. And again, Hell you yeah. can watch them out of order. I have, like, my favorites where I'm like, I think these, these are the stories that work, like, really well. But, I mean, all in all, it's, like, a really good... Fun, like, what do you recommend then? What's your like grab bag from this show? Just because like sometimes people like a lot of times when people listen to our show, they might not have seen what we talk about and then they watch it. So what's your like? What are your picks? I like yeah, this one's show. cool also because we spoiled the shit out of this episode, but there's a bunch more and yeah. it's good. It's like you it spoilers aside, like it's still totally yeah. worth it. Yeah, yeah. Even if you know exactly what's gonna happen, just to see how that happens, I'm like nobody else was doing it. Episode yeah. telling a story like this. Yeah. One and two are really good. And then I think like there's one where the kid where it's about class. Um, okay. And it's a boy. And I think that's number four. Okay. So I think it's like one, two, four. And then I believe the other one I really love was seven. Okay. Because it has this cool. kind of noir vibe to it. Nice. All right. Um, I think it's seven or eight. It's one of those, but it's later on. Uh, uh-huh. And I really love that one because it's the it's the one time she she comes against up somebody that's genuinely good. Oh, so nice. they put that in there too of like, 
nano, I wonder not, that. Not, yeah, like what happens when the person does the right thing? I'm like, would that frustrate the shit out of her? Like, would we actually get a rise out of her? Anyway, yeah. that's interesting. <laughs> I'll have not... to watch. Yeah, yeah. So that one's, and I love that it happens later. So you really get into this lull of like, Nano is always going to figure it out and they're always going to pick the wrong thing because people are just like inherently bad. And then like, it doesn't happen one time and you're like, oh my God. <laughs> and you're, you're shocked. Like, I remember yes. being like, who is this kid? He's amazing. <laughs> and then it's this whole like, Nano, don't do the thing. Don't do the thing. <laughs> <laughs> So okay. that's great. That's a good one. All right. Well, The Girl from Nowhere. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Check it out. Check it out, y'all. Anthology series. So we have our second one, which is The Villainess, maybe from 2017. And this one is, I, I'll, I don't know. Have you ever seen um, Nikita? Yeah. La Femme Nikita? La Femme, yeah. Because this one is definitely, I would say like, this is like Nikita kind of scrambled with Kill Bill in a way. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's like, it doesn't like hit the same beats really, but like some, t- some things you're like, oh, wait, this is like, this is like, I recognize this. Yeah. Um, there's definitely shout outs. Like there's actual yeah. shots, yes. like framing. Actually. Yes. I'm like, oh, that, that person watched La Femme Nikita, like the French version, because that yes, is the exact yes. same shot or like she's under the bed and I'm like, this is Kill Bill. Yeah. Like they're at, like, yeah. I feel like the director was like, remember that? Like, yeah, it's well, like yeah. Right direct. Apparently, the writer director like saw this movie when he was ten. Uh, La Femme Nikita, yeah. and was very oh. like was inspired. So this is a very formative homage. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. That's super cool. Well, it is a it's a Korean action film. So I was I was curious, what made you pick this one? Yeah, I was kind of like, it's not really a horror movie, but it was. Uh, a lot of it had to do with the title of your podcast. Hmm. Because, okay. Right? Oh, okay, okay. Because it's like, and, you know, picking female role, protagonists that are not, not the final girl, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, they're not doing, they're just not doing it. And so that one felt right. And also because there's a lot of, um, I think there's an interesting line between the femme fatale and the final girl. Like the femme fatale is the final girl of action movies. Oftentimes mm. she isn't, she's like the last woman left standing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the one who has to like kill the thing, whatever it is. A lot of the times I feel like the final girl in horror movies eventually has to kind of become the femme fatale. Like she's got to become the killer. She's got to mm-hmm. do the thing to defeat. Like she's got to lean into that, that space that like, a femme fatale is like existing in there's mm-hmm. a there's a but in particular with this one it's not there's you know obviously like shout outs to kill bill and la femme but it's not really told the way most action movies are told no absolutely there's not. a lot of like magic realism going on like her like going in and out of memory and even like mm-hmm. the way they use the camera so like the way it opens where you feel like you're in a video game and it's like first person yeah. shooter like that. this, is, Such a good this might not be like technically a horror movie but it does have this insanely choreographed and brutal action sequence that starts it out yeah like a horror video game right it, yes. it has like totally. those kind of elements to it and there's this like motif of trauma and horror in it that feels like it's borrowing from the genre at the very least mm-hmm. to enhance this genre and then there's also like a real sense of like there's so many times when I get like a Lieutenant Ripley vibe from her, 
Right. She's like always like at the end of the rope with the thing and like duct taping the stuff together and like I'm gonna like kill this thing with like a spoon or whatever it is. Like <laughs> this like big beast who is this man that's terrorized her for this whole time in her like her entire life. Um so there's things about that, you know, there's times like she's seeing ghosts a lot, you know, like people's heads that, you know, have been smashed. Like, it's really violent. And I'm like, it is. It, it is very violent. feels like it's a horror for her. And everybody else seems to kind of be outside of that. But like, it's a horror for her. I definitely yeah. get that idea, you know? Yeah. So I think that's why yeah. I ended up going with it where I'm like, it's not. They know what would call it a horror film, but it is really taking a lot of the the things that I really love about the horror genre and shoving it into that one. Yeah, yeah and you are totally right. She is a not your final girl. Yeah, totally. I mean, I love that. Just that opening sequence, and then what I because I've seen it a lot of times now. So you know, you've got the <laughs> opening sequence, and so when she's like this woman before they do the reconstruction of her face, right? It like the camera moves in a certain way and it moves in that like video game way. Yep. Where you feel like you're inside of it. And then it like switches out to like the kind of like more like magical, like I fall into a pool and then I'm in this other memory. Or like, you know, when she would fall and then she would like, get up and be in another room in another place in time, you know? Um, and that's like all happening when she becomes this other has to take on this other identity. But like yeah. when she returns to herself the camera goes back to the way it was before. And I, I had just never seen anything mm. like that happen. Like at the end when she's like, I'm going to kill this man. Like mm-hmm. just the, I just remember being so excited when I first watched it. Like, <laughs> like the camera started moving like that again. And I was like, yeah, Sonia again. <laughs> she's gonna kill you are kind of just chasing the high of that first scene for like the whole yes. movie. Yes. And it delivers like at the end when she's, they're like falling off the, the building and she's kicking him through stuff and then she like lands on the car and then she gets hit by the thing and then she goes in and then she's like driving the car and the music is like ah she like speeds up you know the whole sequence of her like jumping on that bus and she's killing people with an axe or like a hatchet the bus is crazy yeah i love the bus and then i love the part when she's like you're like, oh my god, what's she gonna do? This epic face down, and then she's like, and she gets the bus driver instead, and you're like, oh my god, the the chaotic. I was kind of here. laughing at that because like the the bus driver the whole time is just kind of still like calmly <laughs> driving the bus guy. while this all's going on, and I'm like, he's not like trying to bail or nothing, and he should have. He didn't hit the he brakes, like he wasn't like yeah. fuck this at any point because she's like kicking people like, through windows, right? Yeah, come on, dude. <laughs> I have a sense like, of self-preservation. Jesus. I would have been like, fuck this whole thing. I'm out. You don't pay <laughs> yeah. me enough to drive this bus. Get out. Yeah. I know. I was thinking about, there's a, like a motorcycle chase scene where she's just like taking out like the guards on the motorcycles. And I'm like, um, in this scene, like these people's boss, I think is just already dead. So I'm like, what are you doing, bro? <laughs> like your benefits are not worth this. I know. Do you have good dental for this? I don't know. I mean, we don't know that, you know? Maybe, like, we live in this capitalist hellscape of America. I don't know. Maybe it's actually better in Korea. Yeah, yeah maybe. maybe. They just, like, stitched know. them back together. They were like, all good. They're- <laughs> we'll do it again. Yeah. yeah. We're fine. We have a great we have a great benefits package. It's totally worth this. No, <laughs> highly doubt job. it. Highly doubt it. <laughs> that motorcycle scene is really amazing, too. Oh, there's a lot of scenes in this where you're just like, I don't know how they shot this. I love it. The action sequences I'm are just crazy like, where is this in camera? this. Where's this person? Are they on a motorcycle 
driving backwards like what's happening right now like yes and it goes fast and it'll like slow down i'm like really horny for car chases also like i love a car chase scene so i was thrilled i was like fuck yeah here we go (laughs) let's do the chase let's do the chase um but i also just really love that it's a thing where it spends time on these like tender moments that she's had with his daughter with this guy who's like her watcher slash like he really loves her like all yes all and then like her in and out of her memory you know her Mm -hmm. relationship with this man who took her in and trained her and married married her and manipulated her and all these things there is really a lot going on in this movie and at some point i was like i had to like pause it and be like okay what's going on Mm -hmm. (laughs) like because they give you her like, whole life. You have to, like, keep, like, keeping hold of, like, all the narrative threads, and this is really hard. There's a lot happening. Yeah. It's, like, a it's a decadent movie. Like, not only in the plot, but in the way it's shot. In the, the spy school, which is such, like, a, I don't know, like, a childhood dream. I don't know if you guys would ever buy... Remember, like, the uh, the scholastic book fairs? Would mm-hmm. you ever get, like, the spy kits and shit yeah, from yeah, that? Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. they're going through the spy school, and you don't know it's a spy school yet. But suddenly there's, like, a cooking class, and you're like, what the fuck is this? And then you go into this other thing, and it's, like, a ballet, and you're like... I just, at this point, like, we're watching, I'm watching with my boyfriend, I turn my boyfriend, I'm like, man, Korean films. Like, it's always, there's always, like, some crazy shit like this. Like, I love these sets, I love everything that moves, like, we move through the story, and it's really fun. Yeah. Yeah, to, um, to summarize, like, to this point, and this is where I was like, this is Nikita! She, so, the main character, Suki... Fights her way through this warehouse full of goons and kills, like, it just, a, like, swarms Everyone. of people. Yeah, kills Everyone. everybody. And then she is immediately arrested and, um, like, jailed and then drugged. And then she wakes up and she's like, fuck this. And she's trying to fight her way out of this place. And you realize, like, yeah, as she goes from room to room, you realize that this is, like, some compound some like special serve some special unit sort of thing and um they've like basically taken her in as an asset for the government which is also the plot of nikita yeah but nikita doesn't kill a whole warehouse full of people she just shoots a cop in the face yeah. at the beginning of the movie yeah so yeah she there's this like whole sequence where she's she goes to spy school for a period of time they give her plastic surgery so she looks completely different and then she um you know, learns how to be an assassin, Mm -hmm. essentially. And then that's, that's, that's the movie for a while. It's just like her Mm -hmm. living life, being an assassin, taking care of her daughter. Yeah. She's also pregnant. As one does. As one does. Like it's, that's it for the minute for a moment. Right. (laughs) Until she's got to like kill this dude. Kill her. Yeah. This is already like so much because like you have like, okay, she killed this whole warehouse full of people. We don't know why. And um, now she's, she's being trained as an asset. She's also pregnant and she has a kid. Yeah. And then um, she's also got this rivalry with this other woman like that she's training with. I love that rivalry. Yeah. 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 Oh, that other other one is like hot as fuck. Yeah, it's true. Everybody's hot. I love that rivalry because it, it, again, going back to like you were saying, like there's a rivalry between, you know, there's things that women do to each other. There's like that motif in all of them and that in and of itself kind of being really scary. Um, Yeah. You know, the the two of them don't like each other and talk to each other in a way where I'm like, I've seen this and I rarely see this in film. I rarely see women do this and it have it not be about like getting a man. Right? Like, yeah. Usually it's, it's yes. about like over a man, but it's like this was just competitiveness. 
Mm-hmm. That was yeah. That this was is it. also like this is something that I have seen in like kind of exploitation films, um, like another kind of like. I mean, it's not like you could say it's like a Tarantino thing, but it's like a thing that Tarantino's borrowed from exploitation films from like the 70s. Yeah. Um, where, yeah, you have like, you know, women being very competitive with one another in that way, in kind of a kung fu way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, she has this rivalry with this other woman. And then also we have um, her... We're, we're seeing at the same time this the one of the like agents that's like assigned to be her like guy like he's gonna pay attention to her or what he's their watcher um and he is obviously like super crushing on her the whole time yeah. and like his friends are making fun of him because he like knows everything about her and he's obviously kind of obsessed with her and so like this is all just going on like in the first like i don't know 40 minutes of the movie <laughs> yeah yeah, it's a two-hour film, <laughs> and yes. you need all of those two hours. <laughs> so, like, you need both of those sixty minutes to understand everything, and then you're like, "Yeah, it is holding so much plot." Yeah, yes. And I, I just feel like action films don't usually do that. Like, it's really simple. Like, the plot of John Wick is his wife gave him a dog. She died. They killed the dog. He's really mad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. like that yeah, was normally it. it's kind of a singular mission. She she does not. I mean, she sort of has a singular mission, but there's a lot of other stuff going on. You know what? It, it kind of reminded me of um like Face Off, for instance. Mm. Like which is isn't that by a Korean director? No, it's John Woo. It's un, um It's not John Chinese. Woo. Okay. Okay. So, but it, it's like the I the thought, wa- not yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Um but it reminded me of that with like the complexity of the level of what's like you can't go to the bathroom. <laughs> pause it. Pause it. Pause it. You're gonna miss go. something. You will miss like some kind of plot. There's no You'll, like. Yeah. There's nothing in it that happens that's not somehow tied into the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you have yeah. to like yeah. follow like when are we? It also really matters like when in time you are because she's mm-hmm. not remembering. I feel like the whole film is told from her perspective and she, this is how she thinks. And so it's not linear all the time. Mm-hmm. Like she gets knocked yeah, in the head. Yeah, some of the, some of the like. Something else and she's there, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. There's a lot told through flashbacks, but they're all so disjointed and out of order that you have to kind of at one point, like, like I had to stop and like piece them together. Like, okay, what happened? Yeah. And. Cause she's not remembering yeah. them in order. So again, going back to like, what's this got to do with horror it's like this is how trauma works you don't remember it in order Mm -hmm. and trauma makes you somebody does something in the present and it takes you back to this time and it's like you're reliving it yeah she's kind of yeah she's kind of like going through like this haze um Mm -hmm. and then also like just living through whatever is currently happening to her which is always a lot (laughs) yeah yeah so that Again, I've just seen so few films that really like show that. Like that is how it works. You're triggered, and then you, and it's like it's really happening again. And so this is what it would look like. That's true. Yeah, yeah. This is definitely a movie that tries to deal with the psychological ramifications of the really grisly violence that happens during it. Yeah, which I dig um, because most of the time people have these horrible things happen to them in action films, and like nobody, it's fine. They just get up the next day and they, I don't know, drink some water and they're okay with it. And they never yeah. panic or anything. And it's like... Yeah, and that's actually, that's something that I really love about the movie Nikita, which I can tell is like kind of um, 
definitely was like a formative, you know, like he took a lot from Mm -hmm. is that, yeah, she like, she panics and she cries and, um, you know, she, she kind of despairs like, and you know, things go wrong and she doesn't always do things correctly. And, um, yeah, like having that is like, it's, it's like so realistic. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's also something here. You see her have emotions. But in both of them, you have women that are not reacting the way they should. Yes. And that Mm -hmm. making people like, feel away that is true mm-hmm. she um and she definitely comes off as very cold in the beginning and really ruthless in kind of yeah like an exploitation movie sort of way and then like but you see her like have like you see her have emotions like you do see her cry when she's like allowed to be vulnerable mm-hmm. yeah i really believed her connection with this man okay yeah this is um with the with her watcher yeah like i kind of turns up to romance her yeah like i kind of like very forward like he shows up and he's like so are we gonna date (laughs) i know (laughs) yeah hey here i am like oh my god but i like that like please calm down there's like a critique of that though right like he's like she likes me and they're and then the boss is like she just called to have a background check on you you need to turn it down dude <laughs> his, like, friends yeah. are laughing at him like it's like you're going too hard man <laughs> yeah yeah this is like also this is also a callback to nikita where she you know she gets out of this she you know starts her life ostensibly as a normal person but also as someone who is a sleeper agent and she meets someone and starts a relationship and it's sort of this tension of her trying to like maintain this relationship with someone who actually doesn't know anything about her mm-hmm. But in this case, it has this extra layer of, like, he knows, Ugh. but she doesn't know that he knows and he's also involved with the agency. And also, like, so she they're trying to hide stuff from each other. And it's very, like, it, it's, like, very comedy of errors, sort of. Yes. Yeah. It's endearing, almost. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, the romance works for me in this. It's cheesy, but it works. Like, the even the motifs where they have, like, standing in the rain with an umbrella that mm. happened several times throughout like i don't know i liked it a lot i dug it too it because is it's so funny to just have like something super cheesy in the middle of an action yeah movie i loved it yeah it's great because you need that reprieve because then the mm-hmm. next scene she's gonna stab 16 people in the eye <laughs> you know like, like <laughs> that's gonna happen so you just need yeah. like a, a like calm a ass. palate cleanser <laughs> yeah you need just calm ass like umbrella scene where a dude is just like in a turtleneck (laughs) saying something nice to her because the next 20 minutes she'll be kicking through windows and like putting people's like faces in blenders and shit and you're like okay i need a break you still look yeah like just kiss her on the first date let me just see some of that right now let me just see some regular ass shit uh, you sitting and having a conversation with her her daughter who like is eating who's like talking with her mouth full and you can like see the rice in her mouth and I'm like this is great I want to see this cute little kid like speaking with a mouth full of rice she's also like gotta get a sitter for like going out and being an assassin I love that I love yes. that that was like and then and then they have to worry about what the sitter thinks about her yes because the sitter yes. might gossip I want that movie also. Like, I wish that this movie was a bunch of movies, and I want that movie where she's like, oh, fuck, like, my kid. Like, you know what? Like, just that would be an amazing movie. 
Yeah, I did wish that this movie had picked like a couple of plots and because there's like eight of <laughs> there's them. So many. <laughs> it's like you could have made several movies out of this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There might be some things that they could have eliminated, but enough of it was great that I just like didn't even care. I like for, I like forgave yeah. these things that, you know, were extra or maybe I didn't know. I was like, sure, why not? Uh, <laughs> it is it is extra that is like ariel is saying like it's decadent which like yes absolutely it's It's, just got this movie has everything it's like you're going to a buffet like i feel like this movie is a buffet where you're like oh yeah let me give me some of this give me some of this give me and you look at your plate and you're like this plate's kind of a monstrosity like this shit doesn't go together maybe but it's all very good and you had fun getting to pick all of it yeah yeah you're like i ate it though and it was good and it was delicious (laughs) and i loved it yes (laughs) Yes. Uh, I probably shouldn't have eaten that oh jello God. with the Cinnabon, but I did, and it was good. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, some of my crab rangoons fell into the ice cream, but I guess it's fine. <laughs> it's yeah. okay. It's okay. It is. The, and, you know, I feel like some of the films... I love I love Korean action films because they have... Because they're kind of like... There's so many other things going on in them, right? Mm-hmm. Um it could also be a zombie. You know what I mean? Like, even in the zombies, it's like the zombie, it's a zombie movie, but it's also about this, but it's also that, but it's also the story of this guy and his daughter. You know, like, all of these things. Yeah. But they kind of, they do that. And I also really love that, like, most of the time, male or female, their protagonists cry. And yeah. I don't really see that a lot. That's true. Um, in our action movies, necessarily. Like, especially with no. the men, like, if you watch things that, you know, are, it's a leading man. It's the same kind of like incredible choreographed violence and the same like lots of flashbacks and lots of other things going on in the middle of it. Like it kind of follows the same thing. And he'll cry. Like I've never seen somebody kill a bunch of people with a spoon and then weep about it. <laughs> That's a really good point. Yes. Oh, I just watched Snowpiercer for the first time recently and yeah. He's got Chris Evans sobbing. Yes, because that like that's the like end. their jam. Like okay. if you watch the Man from Nowhere, it like it ends with him sobbing. And this is after like and then again another like incredible choreographed knife mm-hmm. fight followed by amazing like I broke six people's arms and then I ran over like whatever with a car and blah 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 like all these things and cut to like I weep. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Sometimes you gotta. So we need more of that here. We do. Yeah. I really hope that that starts to happen. As like now, people are kind of paying attention to what Korea is doing in the movies. I'm like, please let them bring some of that. Like we could use more dudes just crying after they. Yeah. Just everybody just crying after they kill a bunch of people. Like you that feels yeah. normal. I mean... Like I, I would like to see that reaction amongst a protagonists yeah i want to see them be yeah. sad about taking human life yeah and toxic masculinity in action movies <laughs> please yeah. Just we can still have good action yeah, movies it's, fine. it's okay it's, we don't think less of anybody if they cry after they kill a bunch of people i didn't think less of her i was still very afraid <laughs> you don't know when she's gonna pop off you have no idea yeah there's something about yeah. the emotional fragility that actually is more dangerous than somebody who's kind of like remote yes. and cut off yeah, I, I mean, because she really cares. She's attached, and she is. I guess this is like this is it. Like what? Like you know, the the plot that like drives itself through the whole movie is that this man, who trained her as a as an assassin person, or or as I guess an assassin um, in the beginning, and also kind of like I guess groomed yeah. her and married yeah, her and all the things. manipulated her. Definitely kind of a Bill type character. 
is like, you know, he's just still out there. He faked his death and, you know, she thought he was gone, but he's still out there. And you see him because she is, she's looking out the, she's looking through the scope of a rifle out a window because he's her target. And um, she tries to shoot him and his sunglasses come off and she sees his face and she realizes he's still alive. And um, yeah, so she pursues him like through the end of the movie. And this is kind of where that like, I mean, she's still very attached to him in a way. And like, yeah, this is like where she's like, this is like her not being a final girl. Like, ultimately, like, she kind of has to go down with him. Mm -hmm. I mean, is it? I think it's, you know, there's also this like weird moral thing about revenge and where it really leads you right because it's he killed her dad like this is where it all she he's the reason Mm -hmm. she's orphaned in the first place so Mm -hmm. then he's responsible for her then he does all these things to her and that last line he has where he's like when you kill me this is when the pain is really gonna start yes and i was like that's the most fucked up thing to say to somebody right now (laughs) (laughs) Like, I was like, this fucked me all the way up, what you just said. And she's, like, weeping before she, like, brings an axe down to his face. Yes. And I was just like, I don't, I I don't even know how I'm supposed to feel right now, y'all. Like, this this is so many things. Um, (laughs) It felt like when he said that, kind of what I took it as was, like, his final chance at manipulation, though. Like, I almost, like, when I heard Mm. that, I was like, he's trying... He knows how important he is and what he means to her. And I feel like he's trying his final card, like, right now at this point. So, like, I actually, like, when she killed him, I was like, fuck yeah. Like, I was like, don't, don't like, take that away from him. Like, I'm sure, like, she clearly felt it. Like, you mm-hmm. could, she, she clearly did feel it. But, like, it just felt like this move where she was able to kind of finally reclaim, like, a sense of self and, like, ownership over this man that has, like, had dominated her life and, and basically set off the whole plot, right. as you pointed out. And he was very open about that. Like, I do love when she's like, why did you ever love me? And why did you do this to me? And his response was just because it was my privilege to do so. Like that. Yeah, what the fuck does that mean? I mean, I took that at face she's value. Because like, I could. I took that as like, because I'm a man and I can. Okay. Yeah. That's how I yeah. took it. And so yeah. when she kicked his ass through a window, I felt, <laughs> I was like, Let's do this. And then, like, the camera starts to do that first person. <laughs> yes. And I was like, yes, we're doing this. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Run him over with yeah. this truck. <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> like, you know, I was so, um, yeah, there's just, like, I don't know. There's certain, that person borrowed from, like, lots of other genres. And I was feeling, you know, there was a lot of, like, a, like Aliens 2 in that for me. Like, some of these, like, things. So I, okay. that's why I'm, like, it doesn't, I know it's an action film, but, like, I don't know if it cares that it is. Like, I feel like... Yeah. like <laughs> I don't think it does. You're right. I was like, he's like, I just like these movies. I'm going to make a movie. And, and I do love that. And I feel like I see that a lot now where there's a lot of, like, bleeding of genres, you know, where it's horror mm-hmm. action or it's action horror or it's sci-fi thriller or it's thriller. Like, sometimes when they, you know, on the Netflix or on the whatever, they'll be like, fantasy, thriller, sci-fi, vampire, lore. And you're like, what is this movie? <laughs> Or what is this show? But like, the longer the list is, the more I'm like, great, I'll watch it. It sounds like all the things that I like, and you managed to do that somehow. Um, right? Like Lovecraft Country is a lot of things. Like each episode, right. maybe like one episode kind of felt like Indiana Jones. And yes. The other one was like, this is a body horror episode. And now we're, now this is totally like monster creature feature. And then this is more like, you know, so it's just kind of moving through all of the subgenres within the one. Yeah. 
Yeah, you love to play with various genres. It's fun. Yeah, and in fact, one of the episodes felt like a Korean drama, even, for uh, Love. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Korean. Which one? The one uh, where they're in, um, where it's a flashback, and so he meets... Oh, when they're in the Korean War, right? Yes. Yeah, So, Because some of the tropes, even, like, I I like Korean dramas, so I've watched, like, a few, and, and I felt like there was just moments in there, like... If, if you're a Korean drama fan yeah. or, you know, like you, there's nods that you're like, oh, my God, they did that. So, yeah. I feel like that's happening a lot now because everybody because we're just watching so many things. And I think people are like, you just want to see the stuff that you like and you don't care. Like you want to yeah. you want to <laughs> see the thing. It doesn't like the container could be romance, but you want to see these tropes from these other spaces or the container could be drama. But you want to see like you know, these other things, elements in it. Like, uh, nobody wants anything to be... I don't know if we want anything to be singular anymore in the way that it was. Yeah, I like when things mash... Like, I like the mashups, for sure. I like seeing, too, the trend of, like... This isn't, like, genre, necessarily, but, like, the shows coming out that, like, aren't comedy but aren't drama. Like, people don't really know how to classify them. Like, I think about, like, Mm. uh, Fleabag or, like... uh, I may destroy you where you're like, I don't know what it is, but it's like very good. And I loved it. You know? Yeah. I think they do have to like find words for it though. Right. Cause you have to sell it. I mean, they sure got to market it. Like, I don't know how marketing teams are handling this, but they gotta be. <laughs> Look, there's always more names for subgenres of entertainment. Is there? True. We could always name different kinds of art, different weird names. That's true. If music can have 100 million subgenres. <laughs> that's true. Music has it down. That's for sure. Yeah. 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 Take a, take a leaf from RYM's book and just name your stuff something super crazy. <laughs> yeah, you need to come up with your own thing. I mean, I guess The Girl from Nowhere is a horror series. Okay. Is it? Yeah. I don't know, because I was going to actually ask you if, like, if the rest of that series would be classified as horror. I don't know. <laughs> definitely, there's definitely times when it just doesn't. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. she's supernatural, so, like, horrible things happen, but I would say it falls more in, like, a Twilight Zone space. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, horror, sci-fi, like, uh, I don't know. And like sort of um, mind bendy, yeah, right. And then, I mean, I, I, the easiest thing would be to say that the villainess is an action movie, but I also kind of feel like that doesn't really sum it up. It's it's really just got everything. <laughs> yeah, it does, for sure. <laughs> it's like if you were to tell people about it, you'd be like, "This is a movie that." Uh, if you like these other movies, you should watch. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, if you like these other movies, you should watch this one. <laughs> Yeah, or you could be like, "What genre do you like?" And then they'll tell you like, "Oh, romance," or "Oh, this," or you be like, "Oh, yeah, it's got that." Yeah, yeah. it'll have something for you in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's the service we provide. So, <laughs> if you like, if you like uh, the Crypt Keeper, if you like the Smoking Man, um, what was the other one you said? If you like Q from Star Trek, yeah, and if you also like Mind Bend Horror, The Twilight Zone, The Outer Limits, what have yeah. you. Um, maybe check out The Girl From Nowhere. And if you like anything, I don't know, video games, drama, (laughs) um, 
Few and yeah, Blue, action movies, car games. chases. <laughs> first person yeah. shooter games. Yeah. First person shooters for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you will like this movie. Then uh, revenge movies. Um, I was just thinking about someone um i saw a tweet that was like what if revenge actually owns and art has been lying to us this whole time (laughs) so maybe we could find out yeah it is two hours long just to warn you but i literally paused it half i paused it like halfway through and was like (gasps) it's like i thought this was like nowhere close to over (laughs) yeah it is a commitment and it does keep the energy like up and running um, but I find that a lot of action films are doing, like, I watched all of that recent Wonder Woman, and that thing was long, too. It was very long. They're both long. I didn't do it. I didn't do the yeah. recent Wonder sometimes, Woman. Sometimes you get a wall-to-wall action yeah. for a few hours. I haven't seen the new Wonder Woman, either. I enjoyed it. I saw Chris Pine was going to be in it again, and I was like, hmm. <laughs> I, I he was all right. I enjoyed it. I think you should, you should check it out. Check it out. Yeah. You know what? I wish I didn't have a prejudice toward Chris Pine, but I do. I just don't like his face. <laughs> really? He's like a so yeah. What are you talking about? His money. I know he's very handsome. That's I just like don't his like his money, face. Like, people pay him I know. For, yeah. Like people pay him for the shape of his face. <laughs> and you're like, I yeah. Like I mean, him. I know. It just doesn't work for me. <laughs> That's oh amazing. God. He's literally paid a million dollars for that. Right. Millions and millions of dollars just mm-hmm. for his face. <laughs> Yeah, this is bread and butter, I know. Wow. Doesn't work for me. That's incredible. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I guess, yeah. If you ever watch Parks and Rec again, I find that I miss uh, Andy Dwyer, Chris Pratt, over the, like, new, like, action hero body, Chris Pratt. Like. Yeah, he's just some guy in in Parks and Rec. It's true. um, (laughs) And, yeah, when you watch that, I'm like, oh, I miss this Chris Pratt before he, like, Marvel, like, took him in and made him do all the things and be a fucking yeah like send him through the send him through the like spy school the nikita yeah, spy yeah. school whatever they do to yeah the there's definitely yeah. a marvel yeah. spy school for all of these like actors that yeah turn like, him into a weird marvel sleeper yeah, agent where they have to like and i mean i've heard some interviews with chris uh evans about that about like the kind of like work that you have to do to maintain the action hero marvel action hero body and how when his contract was up, he was like, I'm really excited to just kind of like be shaped like a regular 30-something year old yeah. man now. <laughs> yeah, right. He's like, I cannot do this also, anymore, like, y'all. they have CGI and millions of dollars. I would just be like, fuck you. Make it happen. Make the magic happen after we get the shot. Like, s- right? Freaking paint the abs on me. <laughs> Photoshop. Photoshop some pecs. Do it. You can do you it. You have like amazing CGI. <laughs> Just CGI the bonds. Yeah, this century. is the. Come on. I'm really, I'm really about. Um, yeah, just make them, make them all wear motion capture suits, and then just like CGI the bonds. Yeah, <laughs> just let them be people. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if we're ready for that. <laughs> I mean, for, for sure we're not. As no. a nation, I'm like, I don't know if we're ready for people to just be people on camera. No. This is yeah. This is the next like uncanny valley situation where. Yeah, their faces like not caught up with the body like in the shot. <laughs> well, they do it with people that have passed away, which is worse in my opinion. Like what? That is very. It's disturbing. very it's weird true. to see. Thank you, Star Wars, um, for showing us that. Weirded out by the like CGI younger version of people that they do sometimes. I don't like, like that. that. Uncomfortable. This is also really deeply wrong. Weird. Yeah. 
I feel like one of the ones, yeah. one of the Marvels, they did that with with uh, Robert Downey Jr. Where they're like, he has to go to the, or maybe it wasn't, I don't know. But I remember it was Robert Downey Jr. and he was in the past and they made him look like like it was 19, like he did when he, it was 1980, whatever. And I was like, this is nuts. Like, yeah. just hire another actor that looks like him. To play the yeah. remember those days when they would just hire yes. another actor that would look like them to play them when they were young and just we all do some like, like weird like effects, do some make like makeup effects. Yeah, it was just a suspension yeah. of disbelief that we all have where they're like, yeah, that's the younger version of them played by so and so. Like, why can't we go back to those days? I don't. Yeah, right. Instead, we have to like polar express that shit all the time. <laughs> some things yeah. I'm like, I don't know if this is where you should have spent the millions of dollars, y'all. It's weird. Yeah. So, and it's sometimes it's weird enough where it's like it almost would have been less weird if you had just done a cartoon character at this point. Like it yeah. looks so strange, the difference. When you think about the amount of movies that will like slip into animation when they're doing a memory, again, going back yes. to Kill Bill, right? Like that happens. And there's this mm-hmm. animation that happens in the middle of that movie to tell the, you know, story of Oren. We're fine. Yeah. It was fine. No one was confused. Yeah. We were like, mm, yeah, this memory is a is animated. Cool. Like you could yeah, do that. I get it. You could do that. You could do that. You could. Yeah. You could do that in those movies. It could just be motion comic. You just use like pictures with the comic. Yeah, you can really, <laughs> you can really take advantage of multimedia. I think I, I know nothing of CGI, and I'm like, Maybe these poor that. CGI people are probably working like 18 hour days. I'm like, you could yeah, do like, this. They're like, stop. We're already in a sweatshop. <laughs> I know. Like, I know. How what long, do I know? How long does that take? Poor guys. Poor people in there. Who yeah. knows what it is? Special folks don't get like enough like love. They don't get enough they flowers. Don't. So let's have them have flowers. That's true. Let's so begin. I'm sorry, CGI. People. Yeah, like you get all the flowers. We're not. We're not even blaming you for this choice. No. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now, like, um, horror appreciates you, special effects people. Definitely. Indeed. We love I've you. I've been yeah. rewatching Ash versus Evil Dead. Oh, nice. Uh, I don't know why, but yeah. Lots of special effects in that one. Mm-hmm. Lots. Lots and lots and lots. That movie is not the... That show is not really a bingeable show. When you watch a bunch together, you're just kind of like... Bleh. It's too much. <laughs> it's too much. You actually can... That's you fair. can only take it a little bit at a time. It's a lot Yeah, of- okay. I never finished it, and that's probably why. So maybe I should return to it. Yeah, it's a lot of guts. <laughs> it's a lot of guts. a lot of guts and a lot of blood. <laughs> and then you see him back to back yeah. again and you're like this is the 16th time I've seen somebody like get get a chainsaw in their gut <laughs> I don't know if I can yeah that's absolutely true that's what did it with The Walking Dead for me like the, the comic was like man how many times can I see somebody get their get their intestines pulled out can't do it is anymore that the first place you would go though if you were going to eat somebody like as a zombie. Zombies, zombies love zombies, it. It's like a delicacy to them. It. Apparently, yeah. Like whenever I see anybody getting pulled to bits by zombies, they always go for the stomach first. They always go on for that. Is yeah. it softer? You know, like I don't know. I guess it is soft. Maybe it's just easy access. Is it though? I mean, I've always, I've always been a little bit. We're so off topic right now, but I always have been a little bit like, and like I've found it really difficult to suspend my disbelief about zombies in in the sense of like, they still just have a human jaw. I mean, like even if you were really going for it, how much could you really rip apart somebody else with your jaw? Mm. We're not built for that. I see what you're saying. So even if they yeah, were to bite sense. down on you, 
like these these moments where they like bite down and they pull like a whole chunk of skin out you're like you're yeah. like, that's not a human jaw can't actually do that and human right. teeth, like say too. I was like just super feral and I just you know with myself tried to attack somebody and fucking eat them. I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could accomplish it. I think I'd just be going like and they'd be like get off me. <laughs> yeah. I believe the fast zombies. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. More than anything. I love the fast zombies, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> that like this idea of a I mean obviously the idea of a contagion. Yes. And that one that would make you sick enough to, like, spit up on other people and then they would catch it. The logic of that one made sense. Yeah, yeah. Because it's um, it, they're not really zombies as much as they're just, like, rabid human beings. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The rage virus. Yeah, 28 Days Later is one of my favorites. Yeah, that one, that one like worked. But I, I get you with, like, when your body one. is actually rotting, it's like how much of a threat can you really be right and their bodies are rotting yeah. like how long until your jaw just falls off it goes it goes pretty quickly teeth or something something mm-hmm. i'm saying I just, I just like i'm like my zombie strategy if we're talking about like actually like, human corpses is i'm gonna go sit on a roof yeah. for like a month and then how how like how long do i really have to wait for them to decay enough that they can't come and get me anymore yeah then you just got like a baseball bat and you're just knocking people's heads off right? yeah. yeah like it's, it's like a what's the what's the yeah, I feel like I have an advantage. I'm whack-a-mole. like, I still have muscles, bitch. <laughs> whack-a-mole. Yeah, you're just yes. playing whack-a-mole. You're just... <laughs> yeah. Bye. These yep. things. Um, anyway, anyway, so that's not at all what I told... But, like, we're, t- we're talking about all... This is like the villainous, it. this episode, is that it's all, yes. it's <laughs> all of the things. Yeah. <laughs> this is everything. We're covering every we're genre. Covering every, very meta. Every genre of, of horror in the one... In this mm-hmm. one episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the only true. thing we have to talk about is slashers, but I don't like slasher movies. Yeah, they're not my favorite subgenre. I've we've we've watched them on this show, mm. but we've watched a bunch of slashers. I like slashers. Honestly, I'm really I'm just like I'm happy to um support any uh subgenre of horror that most people don't like. <laughs> so like yeah, like torture porn, hell yeah. yeah? Slashers, yeah, okay. Like, I'm just down. I feel like everyone loves slashers, though. I feel like they're not unloved. I thought, yeah, I thought they were. Like I don't know. I feel popular. like I see a lot of people say that they don't. They they don't particularly. I mean, I know that those are like that, that's like quintessential, yeah. right? Like whatever, Michael Myers mm-hmm. and shit. Yeah. But I feel like I hear so many people say they don't like it. Huh. Either way, torture porn is more important to me. Um, Why? Why? <laughs> Why is it more important um, for you? Um, well, I mean, just as, like, a contrarian, I guess, kind of, like, it's not actually contrarian, I really do, um, I just, um, I like things that are very violent, and sort of, like, the idea of, like, pushing people to their limits, and a lot of torture porn is actually good, and is slept on because people just find the genre distasteful, um, but I love distasteful things, so, not like I like things inherently because they're torture porn, but some of it's really good. Yeah. You shouldn't ever let something being distasteful deter you, is my philosophy. Yeah, I can hear that. I hear that. And I'm also just thinking, like, when you, when you basically summed it up of, like, this is a genre that's about pushing people to the limits, like, how much of that is in so many other things, right? So how much, and just, like, to circle it back down to, circle it back to what we were talking about at the beginning, and these two, like, Girl from Nowhere and Villainess, like, there's a definitely, like, a through line of, like, pushing people to their limits, like yes, yes. That's like true. Nano is 
kind of torture. It's a form of torture. Is it not? Yeah, totally, yeah. Like, is what she's doing. And then, like, the villainess, like, this dude is, like, everybody's, like, tortured. They're all they're ever doing is pushing her to her limits to see how, like, far she can go. It's all about, like, how far can can she go? Yes, absolutely. That is true. Man, full circle. When is she going to? And she just, like, that's the excitement about all of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you'd said something about sort of like the stories you like like sweep people away from what they've known and then they have to find their way back. And that's definitely something in the villainess, I think. She's um, you know, she eventually has to like claw her way back and confront the original yeah. trauma. I mean, it ends the way it starts, right? That first shot of her mm-hmm. like laughing in the rain crazy is the last shot of her laughing in the rain crazy. Yes. Um, and I mean, in the girl from nowhere they never get to go back to where they started. No. Those children. Mm-hmm. No. Now they know themselves. But they do keep repeating the same mistake over and over. So they're kind of just trapped in a time yeah, loop. Yeah, you don't really feel bad for them. No, sadly, no. I didn't feel bad for them. I was like, you deserved it. Nano, this Idiots. Nano tried to help you. But you just kept hitting her over the head and burying her body. <laughs> yeah, quit burying sorry. people alive. Yeah. <laughs> That's my advice to you, listeners. Quit burying people alive. Um, stop. Uh, stop saying sorry for things that you think you're probably just gonna do mm. again. Maybe deal with mm. your shit. And um, yeah. Otherwise, you know, if not, then it's cool. You can keep listening to this. We'll be covering more fucked up stories all the always, time. Always, always. All right. Well, thank you for hanging out with us today, Wimoto. Yeah, thank you. This has been great. And. <laughs> You can check out Wimoto's podcast, which is called Black Women Are Scary. And um, do you have anything else that you'd like to shout out? Where can people find uh, you? You can find me on Dusky Projects. That's D-U-S-K-Y Projects. And that's like where, you know, all of the things that I'm doing as well as the podcast. I speak about those there. Any writing projects or... Well, we're really writing projects now because there's not really a whole lot of performance going on. Uh-huh. <laughs> or like other people's work too, you know, other artists that I just, I share what they're doing. So yeah, those are the, those are the spots. Cool. Awesome. Well, and then we'll have links to that in the details of this episode. So if you're interested, you can just click on through. So otherwise, thank you to Clara Holland for our namesake not your final girl which is from her book of horror themed poems called i am not your final girl you can check that out anywhere that you get books and you can find her at claire c holland on twitter and um also follow brian demarest who did our show artwork and he is at evil flynn on instagram he takes commissions so if you see something you like hit him up and thank you to pat spurlock from Phantom Stranger for being technical and emotional support to us. You can follow him at Phantom Stranger on Facebook. And thank you, as always, to our network, Morbidly Beautiful. You can follow them at Morbidly Beautiful on Facebook or at XMorbidBeautyX on Twitter because they are emo like that. And check out the other shows on the network. Um, Check out the Spinsters of Horror. They have I Spit on Your Podcast. Um, Check out Bloodhound Picks. There's also writers that are, um, if you follow them on Facebook, they feature other horror writers. And um, so, you know, get all your horror needs met. (laughs) Also, 
Thank you to Ariel for writing our song that you're about to hear. What? It's called Under what? Your Skin. Oh, exciting. Yeah. I know we didn't get to, I was, when you said you were a song person, I was like, oh, man, we got to, that's another I podcast, I guess. Huh? But I'm yeah. like, I want to talk to you about songwriting yeah. later. <laughs> Ariel was being like, I'm also a singer. <laughs> <laughs> she just kept it to herself. Well, yeah. Um, her song is called Under Your Skin. You can find it on Spotify or um, Apple Music, whatever. Um, you can buy her album on Bandcamp yes, if you would you. like. And it's Ariel Dyer. So that's true. Not like die, like D I E, like D Y E R. You can find her on various music areas and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's about it. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. You can hit us up. You can follow us at Not Your Final Girl. We're just Not Your Final Girl on Facebook. Um, we also have Not Your Final Girl Gang. It's a group that you can join and talk about stuff. Mm. And you can follow us at NYFG Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can, you know, there's other stuff. There's links. Look at the details of the episode. There will be links that you can check out. And that's about it for us. Um, stay yeah. cool. Stay safe. Do yourself and watch a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Wear a mask, (laughs) etc. Not a Michael Myers mask because I think it's got holes in it and shit. So don't do that. (laughs) Not very safe. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's not good. Not that kind. All right. Later, fools. Bye. Bye.